This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek, show number 473, recorded on December 17th, 2020. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way in your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here. In a, in a Mike, we got snow like, like this weekend, and it's not going away. Like That's we, the weird part. It always goes away. Like in, in Omaha, when you have your first snow, it's never cold enough, and then it just goes away. And then, you know, usually January snow, February snow, that sticks around. But yeah, it's still on the ground. It started to melt a little bit today, but it's been nice. My kids love playing in the snow. We have a nice big snowman out in our front yard right now because oh. they uh, – they couldn't let that go without putting the snowman up. Odds of a white Christmas here in, in the Omaha area? Do you, got, you got any odds? I think it's pretty slim. I think it's pretty slim. I think it's supposed to warm up just enough this weekend. It'll melt, yeah. and I don't see any snow in the forecast next Ryan, week. Ryan, did you guys get any snow down there in Kansas? Yeah, we did. We had some last weekend, which you know lasted about 12 hours. And then we got some earlier this week, but it pretty much all melted off. So okay, our yeah, chance yeah. for snow on Christmas zero you're too far south bob you're in the snowpocalypse right is that yeah yeah it's uh we got about i I would say like eight to ten inches yesterday and i was just i just walked the dog and it's snowing pretty heavily so probably another i I don't know how what we're supposed to get tonight but yeah i haven't like i haven't moved my car since yesterday and i don't plan on it so do you have to shovel you know you own a house you got to go shovel the sidewalks and no stuff, so like I, I live in an apartment complex okay. so they do all they take care of all the hard stuff nice yeah. yeah i that there's days i long to live in an apartment you know you're like yeah. no lawn mowing no you know grass care no yeah. shoveling see like now that i've been in so we we were in a townhouse and then we just like I just moved to this like small apartment before we make our big move. And I like, I miss doing the yard work and I miss doing all that stuff. Cause it was like a break from like my actual work and other, other things. You know? The grass is always greener on the other side. You always end up missing that kind of stuff. Yeah. I say I like it, but I don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a distraction. You're right. It does get you out during the pandemic, yeah. during the summer. It was a nice distraction. Although Mike, I, you know, we had McCabe on, you know, th- three times, twice in person. And um, we talked all that lawn care stuff, and I spent all this time on my lawn. And my neighbor's lawn across from me, she did nothing. Looks great. Like it, it looks better than mine. Just like, what a slap in the face. I'm going to go pour gasoline or something on it. Just because, <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I put all this water on it, and yours is greener than mine. I, I feel like that's kind of like my like my home network. Like there'll be times where someone will be over and like, hey, your network's asking, acting wonky. I'm like, oh, because I have a blocker that's blocking. Yeah, if you're trying to access a website from a certain country, it's like sometimes when you don't mess with it, it's just better than when we all try and make our stuff so fancy. Like my network, I, I just have way too much stuff going on. Sometimes it's up being worse than the person who just has a you know TP Link router in their house. Yeah, yeah, we set all these things up, Bob Ryan. You guys know this. You set up these complicated rigs or. Bob, in this case, we're going to talk a little bit about it. You got a new monitor, the tiny little thing. Yeah. I mean, barely worth even talking about. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, 49 inches worth. And you you get, you start setting things up and they, you start having this cascade. Well, I, since I alluded to it, we'll, we'll just tease folks. We're going to talk about this gigantic monitor uh, that Bob has later in the show. So it's coming up. But uh, you start setting these things up and then it, it has a cascading effect of problems, right? You're like, 
Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, now I got to buy this. Oh, I don't have that. Oh, now I really want this. Right. And pretty soon. Right, Bob. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You you always want like to keep on upgrading or you always want to, okay, I got this. Now I need that. Now I need that. And it it never ends. Like I look at my setup now and you you saw from the picture, like it looks awesome, but I'm like, I want five more things for my setup, you know? (laughs) Um, That looks pretty sweet. Like, I mean, Yeah, that's a pretty sweet setup. Now, you're not keeping the light on. Oh, as we're seeing this, for those that are listening to audio, uh, Bob's got a 49-inch widescreen curved. We're going to get some specs on it here a little bit later. You don't try to work with all those fancy. The lights are really just for for visual effect, right? Yeah, so I do say that, like, especially when I'm working at night, like having a light behind the monitor is really good. It's actually, at least from what I've heard, it's like a blue light or something like that is better for your eyes. Okay. But during the day, I, I really don't have the lights on like that. Um, and the main reason I got the lights is when I shoot my YouTube videos, this would be like the background. Uh, and you got to have like something cool yeah. in the background yeah. there. So well, good good for you that you can use it also for for your the YouTube work. Because, yeah. you know, they, they, they at least you got a purpose behind that. I mean, it looks, it looks great. We're going to do some, we're going to dig in to some details here in a second. But we we tech guys and ladies have that problem where it just the the problems begin to cascade. I, I've started recently doing another uh, proof of capacity uh, Bitcoin project with Ken, and um, it's all hard drive based. And so I started replotting files. Mike, you'll appreciate this. I started <laughs> replotting files on hard drives and stuff. And as I then I think, oh, well, I need to move that hard drive over here and get this. And just touching the hard drives. <laughs> gone <laughs> like you know i would they were working just fine and then i would i would close shut them down unplug them move them plug them back in you know and then they'd stop working or whatever and you're like this thing is satin spun for two years without a problem the second i move it it doesn't work anymore i'm sure you guys with all the work that you do with builds and stuff you're putting it together. It doesn't work. You walk away and come back and it does. Right, Bob? You're shaking your head. Yeah. That probably happens a lot. There's so many tech things. You're like, you get so upset. You're like, this makes absolutely no sense. Like, why doesn't this work? And then you like, I'll get frustrated. I'll be like, let me go for a walk or take the dog out. And then I come back and then I turn it on and it works. And I'm like, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That well, was like the, the last PC build I had, if I don't know what it was. I took it apart several times and built it back again because I thought it was something, but there was a certain way if I kind of touched the case, the whole thing would just shut down. Like it was just pressure on the oh. case. Like I think there was it was shorting something somewhere, but I took it apart, rebuilt it three times, and that case it would just always do it. And uh, you know, the new computer build, I and I've I used some parts from that build and and some new. So it hasn't done it since. So something uh, in the new build of the new case didn't do it. But it's just like it's one of those frustrating yeah. problems that you just don't know don't know why. Never will. I um I've found lately is I have a problem and I'll work on it late and then I'm just like oh, I got to go to bed. You know it's two in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you come back the next evening and then the first five minutes you got to figure it out. Like you're like oh yeah it was that thing and then it's fixed and you're fine. But you spent four hours and you lost sleep. I think sometimes we just need to learn to quit. Well, I didn't I didn't introduce them. Let me do that now. Uh, both Bob and Ryan are back from thinkcomputers.org. If you haven't followed that site, if you haven't followed their podcast, um, head out right now. Go to thinkcomputers.org. Do you guys still have that contest going on if they do? No, a bunch? we just, oh, we just, uh, just ended like yeah, before. Just ended. Yeah, earlier in the week, I think. Yeah, yeah, earlier this week. We will have another one soon. I'm just 
I'm working with a couple of companies to get some nice prizes going. So. That was slick. The sign up, like, okay, I remember the old days, and it'd be like, okay, tweet this and Discord that and these kinds of things. And the, it was a nightmare to track it, but the site, the whatever software you're using to track yeah, these. it's called uh, it's called Gleam. I, I a ton of people use it, um, and it yeah, allows so you to integrate, and it, and you allows you to integrate social media, it integrates our newsletter, um, it integrates Twitch and a bunch of other um websites so when people complete those tasks they get an entry into the content yeah yeah and then it's just a random pick because that yeah. was always the that's what always sucked about giving things away was the administrative part of counting yeah that, I used this, to, way, way back in the day i used to print them all out cut them and put them in a hat <laughs> and then like on like i would record it with like an old like i don't know if you remember those like little flip cams uh -huh. mm -hmm. i recorded on a flip cam of me picking it out so people didn't think it was like right you know right like they knew who the winner was so yeah no it, i hadn't I, I apparently i have not because i stopped entering those kinds of contests a while ago i'm like i don't need more stuff and i don't yeah. need more spam and some of those kinds of things so uh, I heard, I think two weeks ago, I heard you guys promoting and I'm like, okay, I need to go out and do all this stuff because it's the right thing to do. So I pop out there expecting like, I'm, you know, I guess expecting the old way. And like I signed in and I signed up for the newsletter and then it was like, okay, here's your, here's your scoreboard and then yeah. do these things. And they dynamically updated as I was doing them. Um, great for engagement, right? In the sense that it kept me engaged knowing exactly, and I was getting points for it. So that was good. And then I assume easy for you guys too. It just, does it just pick it for you too? You just like yeah. So it has a whole like Gleam has like a whole back end where you can go in and you can see everybody that registered. You can um, some of our contests are based on like location, mm -hmm. so we can see where the person's located at, and you can double check if somebody like so say like like for our contest you have to subscribe to our newsletter. I can actively like in Gleam see if they're subscribed or not. Because a lot of people will subscribe and the next day they'll unsubscribe and it will right. still count it. Right. So you can do all that kind of cool stuff. And then, yeah, you just hit like pick winner and then it just randomizes and picks. And it's, yeah. No, yeah. it's a great way to great way to do it. Okay. So you have a contest coming up. Thinkcomputers.org. Make sure you at least sign up for the, and I think it's weekly, right? You guys send out a weekly newsletter. Is that correct? Uh, we send out uh, anytime we post a new review. Okay. Um, or like our podcast or anything like content right. besides news, it goes out. So it's like, I would say like two to four emails a week would go okay. out on that. Okay. Yeah. But to keep you up to date on what's going on over there, they got great reviews, great hardware from an audience perspective. If you like this show, you'll really like that show and you'll like the posts over there. So we've had them on a bunch. Thinkcomputers.org. You want to head over there and get that done. I will say, I'll remind you too, um, as well, it, we, you know, we continue to partner with Hover. Head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Hover for your first domain. Get two, two bucks off. We make two bucks as well. Great way to support home gadget geeks. Just use the average guy.tv slash hover. And then I was just chatting with Christian and then he's got plenty of space for you over at Maple Grove Partners. So if you want to pair that with hosting, get high speed, reliable hosting from people that you know and you trust. And Christian knows just on a couple of weeks ago. So maplegrovepartners.com. A little housekeeping before we kick in here. The next two weeks, so we're recording, it's December 17th. Next week is December 24th. The week after that is December 31st. Um, Mike told me he would quit if I didn't give him two weeks off with pay. So Mike, two weeks off with pay. Cool. Good. All right. There. Okay. It's good. The beer's the beer's still going to come. <laughs> 
Yeah, the beer will still be there. Let's My beer be allowance. Really, let's yeah. just be really clear. Maybe even a cigar. So next two weeks live, we're off. It'll be nice to take some time off. And uh, are you guys, you're guys taking next week off or no? Will uh, you be on next week? I think we'll be on. Actually, we'll probably be on both because they're on Wednesdays. Okay. We kind of. I it's a we'll, perfect yeah. time for folks. So if, you're, if you're missing home gadget geeks, make your way over to to thinkcomputers.org and get uh, get all get in on the podcast over there. And uh, and well, I'll say thanks for doing that. And then come back and come back and then just listen to both when you come back. It's like you have one for a Wednesday night and then you have one for Thursday night. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. And you guys do some gaming at the end of yours, right? You do the yeah. podcast and then go over to Twitch. Yeah, and we go, right, game. go right over to Twitch about five to 10 minutes after our podcast ends. And then we'll game there for two to three hours every, every Wednesday night. Oh, Jim, we got you on the Xbox train. You and I could do that too. You know, I'd be totally down to, to switch. Right, you, you got the Twitch channel now. Yeah, yeah, right. You're yeah. You have Twitch already up. There you go. Let's I just know, do it. I know we're on Twitch. <laughs> You're never gonna see me gaming. I know <laughs> that is just never gonna happen. Not that I'm anti it. I just am not. That's just not my gig. It's not your gig. That's just not no. my gig. No, I'd rather plot hard drives. For, right. <laughs> for Bitcoin currency. Okay, let's dig in. I really wanted you guys on uh, to talk a little bit about the. And I, I have a name for it. I can't really say on the podcast, but it starts with an S and it ends with show that's going on right now around CPU and GPU sales. I haven't really dug into it. So I'm kind of glad you guys are here because I know you live in this space. Bob, let me throw it over to you. If you were to kind of give give me a quick, like, you know, I, I came in from another planet and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go buy a CPU, uh, you know. You would tell me, well, first of all, there's none available, but give me a kind of a current state. What's going on in this in this word will word uh, word weird world? There we go of GPU and CPU purchasing. Yeah, so I think the bigger one is is GPU, but I'll touch on CPU first. Um, AMD just released their 5,000 series of processors, which is a huge leap for AMD from the 3,000 series. Um, especially in single core performance. It's kind of where Intel had beat them in the previous generation. Um, I've reviewed pretty much all of the 5000 series minus one processor, but that review will come out next week. Um, but they're, they're great. And that's like, that's the process that like that series of processors, um, they have all the way from a uh, six core all the way up to a 16 core. So I could, you know, depending on your price point, I could point to any of those processors, but the, the the sad thing is, is that you can't find them anywhere. You can't buy them. They're sold out. I know people that had bought them, but their delivery date's not till the middle of January. Mm. Um, and on the GPU side, it's sort of the same thing. So NVIDIA just released their 30 series or 3000 series of graphics cards, um, RTX 3070, 3080, 3090. And I they just released the 3060 Ti as well. Um, so again, a bunch of different price points, incredible performance from the previous generation, and a considerable price drop as well. Um, so you're going to get a card um, for like 600 bucks that was, you know, a thousand in the previous generation, the same amount of performance. So everybody wants these cards, but on the GPU side, you can't buy anything. Like nothing's in stock anywhere, whether it's a physical store, whether it's an online store. The only place that you can get these these new GPUs is eBay and people are selling them for three to four to five times as much as the retail price, which obviously you don't want to pay. Right. And then on the even worse side of that, the 20 series, which has been out for what, two years, Ryan? 
Oh, at least. Yeah, yeah. The, the the 20 series, um, those are even hard to find. And people are selling those for more than what they should be sold for as well. Um, and of course, if you're building a new PC, you don't want the older series because just the value is not there anymore. But that's like, that's all that's available, which is really sad. Yeah. Well, the value is not there, but the value is there because people are yeah, it's, right, yeah, pay, paying the price uh, for for some of these things. The weird part um, is on the GPU, though. There, I mean, those came out a while, a while when I say a while ago, right? Like, didn't wasn't like two months ago, two three months ago. I, I looked this up ahead of time. So September seventeenth is when the thirty series launched, right? And they still haven't fixed their supply issues. Is this on purpose? <laughs> three months uh, I, in, I wouldn't say it's on purpose. I would say that one. <clears throat> with the whole, uh, I, I guess I'll say COVID situation, even though you're probably going to get flagged on YouTube now because that's how it works. But yeah, because of that whole situation, maybe they weren't able to produce as much or they just didn't know the demand would be so high because the demand is crazy. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to making GPUs, like the whatever order they put into uh, TSMC, who makes the actual physical GPU, that process for that order is like months. So they put an initial order of, say, like a million GPUs or whatever it is. Um, until the next order, you know, it's a two-month wait until that supply, you know, that supply would go down. So maybe they, under, they underestimated. Also, with everything else that goes on the GPU, there's all those supply constraints as well. That's what, at least in my opinion, that's what I think is kind of going on. Um, either it's a mix of COVID and just the demand for these, uh, for these parts. And do Ryan? you think that the, oh, oh, go ahead. Jim. No, go ahead. Mike. Do you think the demand is high? Cause when I was thinking about this, cause like I had a 1060 graphics card, um, I went up to a 1660, which was, you know, looking back now that I know what came out, not the best purchase, but yeah. I think a lot of people were pretty happy with the thousand series cards. And so when the 20 series cards came out, it was kind of that first gen ray tracing. I think people are like, well, we'll give it one more generation for that yeah. to get a little better. Price may come down. So you probably have a huge influx of, first of all, the people who are on the thousand series cards that want to now upgrade to ray tracing. But then with the price decline, you probably have enticed a lot of even the 2000 uh, series card people to like, hey, you know, if I could upgrade and then if I could take advantage of selling this card, if people still want, you know, my card, it probably just like, you know, the demand kind of seems like it would be yeah. there from all sides. So yeah. before the 3000 series launch, we saw like a 2080 Ti, which was, what What was that, $1,200, Ryan? $1,200, yeah. $1,200 card. Before the, before the 3000 series launch, people were like, I'm selling my 2000 series. So we saw like the highest end card, which is 2080 Ti, $1,200 card. I think the lowest it went on eBay was maybe $400 or something. So like yeah. people were trying to get rid of these like crazy to get, the new, to get the new card. And then the new card came out and then it just messed up everything um, because there weren't any available. And then somebody got that card for 400 bucks that, that they could resell it for basically $1,200 again, because there's no cards available. There's no supply. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that poor guy is stuck without a card. Probably the one yeah, who originally that's, that's, sold it hasn't been able to get it. And wow. Yeah, but you're 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 uh you're completely correct. Like first gen ray tracing, it was I wouldn't say it's a was a big failure for Nvidia, but not enough games supported it initially. The actual raw performance of a 2080 Ti versus a 1080 Ti wasn't 
the best. Like it's it's not a huge leap as far as raw performance. Whereas the three thousand series, like it's a massive leap, um, especially over the the one or ten series or a thousand series. But even over the twenty series, it's a big leap in performance, and the prices are dramatically lower. So everybody wants it. Um, and again, I think COVID has a lot to do with that too, because so many people right now are just at home and they're like, well, if I have to work from home, I'm going to buy my, you know, I'm going to build myself a nice new PC so I can game as well. Or, you know, they're, they're a company might be like, here's, you know, you have this X amount of money to build yourself a PC to work from home. There's all that stuff going on. So it's a mess. Yeah, Maybe I, I should go back to my 1060 and sell the 1660. <laughs> Tajoski just said there's a market for that 1660, but hey, you know, join the game. Players yeah. got to play, right? Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a mess, and I feel so bad because again, like we've talked about it on our podcast, so many of my friends, not even big PC people, but they know I'm like I'm the PC guy. They're like, I'm building a new PC. I have 1500 bucks, like, and I want to be like, you know, AMD 5000 series. Uh, an, you know, a new 3000 series graphics card, but I'm like, just wait, you have to wait a couple months because there's no point. And I don't want you to buy, like build something now that's last gen or because you're not, because like I would feel so bad because it's just older hardware that's not as good, but you're going to pay full price for it now. It's just- Or you can get like the CPU or like get the motherboard, but now you've waited for the CPU and now the next iteration- coming out in four months, right? And you're like, well, I didn't even get to use that. And it's, yeah, you just waste money. On that 5,000 series CPU you mentioned, is that the same socket as the 3,000 series CPUs? They stuck yeah, with the so, same. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so it will slot right into a X570 or B550 motherboard, no problem. And oh, X570, think- now I need a better CPU, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I might have some new parts. Well, I can't order it. See, this is great. I'm glad it's out of stock because otherwise this show I would be spending a lot of uh, money. No, right this now. is dangerous for Mike when we yeah, start Yeah, it's very dangerous. Yeah. He has things ordered usually by the time we're done. Bob, you don't have things sold by the time we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, bought and sold. Let's yeah, just be right. really clear. And used, and you wrote a blog post about it. And it's like, <laughs> I was like, man, he was quiet. Um, uh, Bob, I think you wrote, you you posted a, an article on your site about some NVIDIA cards being stolen as well as have we had some thievery in the process yeah let me find it on the site real quick before you there have been a lot of a lot of issues you know the one that we'll talk about here but just all sorts of shenanigans related to these gpus it's really sad from theft to just the extents of you know the bots buying up all the inventory from you know nvidia and and the lengths they're having to go to to try and get these cards into the hands of legitimate purchasers so it's, yeah. it's really well sad. the bots well bob while well, you're finding that take your time uh the bots yeah. seem to be and this is like this sales cycle starting with the xbox and the ps5 mm-hmm. i've i've never heard so many people and i and i think i even heard joe maybe on twitter uh um say that that pe- more and more people are using bots to to purchase these things is that also becoming a problem i mean yeah, we have theft. Bob, talk about this article a little bit that you were that you posted. There. Yeah, so um, $336,500 worth of MSI RTX 3090 graphics cards were stolen. So, um, you know, I guess you would say like back in the day, I think Ryan talked about this on our podcast, like people would sell, people would steal like DVD players out of, you know, off a truck or whatever. And this is kind of like the same thing, but it's with graphics cards, which is crazy. 
Um, but this this happened over in China, um, outside of their factory, and they said that uh, forty a- containers with an estimated value of two point two million won, uh, which is about three hundred thirty six thousand um, dollars, which would be two hundred and twenty four RTX thirty ninety graphics cards were stolen, um, and those are selling anywhere. Uh, it's a fourteen hundred dollar card that's selling anywhere from two to three to four thousand dollars on the black market or eBay, yeah. if you want to call it that. Um, that's, that's quickly become the black market, right? Yeah, but it's like you he, you would hear these stories about you know TVs and other things, but you would never hear it about graphics cards. But the demand for them is so high that yeah, people are going to break the law to get a bunch of these and illegally sell them. You know? Do, do you think not, like crypto is it twenty one hundred or two thousand twenty one? 22. Where is 23 where today? In tonight. Like I am just struggling to say words. Uh yeah, $22,000, right? For yeah. for do you think there's any drive um I, you know, GPU mining is out. Like you just can't I I I can't put these two together and say yeah, one that you know I think it's more uh the political climate I would say for crypto. I have a bunch of crypto uh, that I've had for years, which I'm very happy that it's that it's very yeah. high. Um, but yeah, I would say that um, that's that's one of the big factors that it's going up. I, I think so. Say. And I think just the lack, you know, the sheer opportunity to make the money because it's such a hot commodity and limited resources, right? Like, hey, there's only so many of these. I can steal them and make a ton of money. I haven't done a lot of work in knowing if these new graphics cards compete with ASICs at all. Cause those were, I mean, for, for the longest time, I still think an ASICs box would be still, you know, uh, X number of times faster than any, any GPU could do. I just thought we'd moved on from that, but. Well, it, um, it was never, it, it got to the point where it wasn't profitable it wasn't because profitable. you're, you, right. you're, right. um, your elect your electricity bill would be too yeah, high. Yeah. Sort of like I always used to like this was like years ago, but like I see. there were places that you could like rent that were like electricity was included, and I was like, yeah. well, this is I'm just gonna like buy a, a bunch of GPUs and just have a mine all day. I mean, I'm not paying for electricity. I guess at twenty two thousand uh, dollars, uh, you know, coin. All of a sudden, you start thinking, well, I mean, it's it's making now. That's you know, five, six, seven times what it was a year ago at yeah. this point. Maybe it does make financial sense. Maybe that is driving. Yeah, some. I have to think about that because I do have a bunch. Like, so typically AMD graphics cards are better. And I have a bunch that are right, <laughs> yeah, right over here uh, that are just sitting in boxes. Careful so maybe I should. Close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe. No, I don't know. I, Mike, it caused me, you know, nice hash, which we used early on. To, yeah, I used that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they had that hack back in 2018 and, and a bunch of people lost a lot. I, and I didn't have a lot. So I lost some. They've been repaying that back. And um, I wish, I, I bet they wish they had paid it all back before it got expensive to pay it back because they're paying yeah. the final payment was yesterday. Today's the, what is today? The 17th? Yeah. The final yeah. payment was yesterday for everybody. So, by the way, if you are in Nice Hash at all, you might want to go and you maybe you forgot about it. You might want to go back. Yeah, I might have to check that out. You might have a few dollars. You might have a few dollars. I used to always, like, as soon as I hit a certain amount on Nice Hash, I'd always transfer it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, transfer yeah. it out. Remember the good old days when that wasn't a taxable event? Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
So, so I kind of wonder, okay, I don't know. I, before I was going to poo poo the whole Bitcoin thing, I was going to make fun of it. But now that I started doing the financials on it, you're like, okay, maybe that's part of it. I think the PC build, you guys mentioned this just a second ago, the PC build thing too, I think is a big deal. I think a lot of people are building right now. Mike, don't you think? A lot of people are building it. And like I mentioned earlier, I think a lot of people are upgrading, right? Because I think a lot of people skipped that 2000 series card to get like, like I did, right? I mean, I, I went with the 1660 just so I can get the Turing architecture and have a little bit better. Uh, back when I was streaming, it did better. Um, now I'm going to, um, oh, guys, when you tra- when you do the encoding on your GPU for streaming, I can never remember what that's called now. NVENC or something like that, The instead of CPU, uh, hardware yeah. transcoding. I use the NVENC encoder. It's a little bit better with the Turing architecture on the 1660. Because the 1660 had the 2000 series Turing. It just didn't have ray tracing. Um, so I think a lot of people are just upgrading. And I know, but like you said, for some reason, um, even non-tech people that I know are really kind of getting into this building thing. My brother-in-law is a perfect example. Uh, he just built his first PC this year, and he's like addicted to it he we actually he convinced my father-in-law that his mom needed a new computer and he's like just let me build it just give me the budget let me go build it and he he had a blast with it so we're giving her that this weekend he's super excited he built a sweet little computer for her um customized because she's a photo editor she's not a gamer so she didn't need big graphics cards she needed more beefy cpu and he did all the research and i mean it's a it's a thing now you know especially with with like people like think computers and youtube like there's just so much available information I think a lot of people are switching and gaming um, we were in this phase right before the new Xbox and PlayStation came out where PC was just killing the game as far as like, if you wanted the game to look good, like I have gone back and forth between my Xbox one and my PC. And it is just like, I can't believe I played on the Xbox for so long. Now the new generation consoles are out. So that might not be as much of a motivation before, but man, for the time leading up to that, where the consoles are really lagging, people were kind of starting to switch over to PC master race and, and check it out. So there, I think there was just, it's kind of like the perfect storm of everything leading up to these all being sold out. You know, you add in the human virus and everything like that. And it was just um, crazy. I didn't expect it to last this long though. That was my big thing. Like Ryan, you said September was when these things came out. I thought they would have had the the supply chain fixed by now, but apparently yeah. not. There, there's rumors that it will be fixed in like end of February, but I don't know. It's still a long yeah. time away. Is there anything on the AMD side as far as GPUs? I know that they were yeah, making some announcements too, right? They announced yeah, there's yeah. really and same problem. So they announced uh, 6800, 6800 XT, and 6900 XT, all which do compete with uh, Nvidia's products pretty well. Uh, yeah, I, well. I haven't got them really. into test, so I don't know, uh, like personally. But from what I've seen, they're pretty competitive. Um, as dramatic they, as like Ryzen versus Intel, where like Ryzen all of a sudden was just like if you were building a PC, you were I going Ryzen. At least from what I've seen, it's not that dramatic, but okay. it's good. It's like, it gives you a viable option if you're like an AMD guy or like you can't get a 20 series, but at the same time, you can't get this new 6000 series of GPUs either. Got it. Um, they're sold out everywhere as well. Um, so it's kind of like you just it's can't. Like two, it's like two years ago when you'd go into Fry's and all the GPUs were cleaned off the because that was a crypto yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And, and and people are just were just dying, you know. Like I can't get it. How much to, of it do you think too is that because there's nothing there, people want them more. You know, it's just kind of that yeah. scarcity. You know, yeah. I've we had a couple stories about um, that like 
crypto miners are buying the new NVIDIA cards. The, I forget how many millions of dollars the analyst said that like crypto, uh, the new 3000 series is being used for crypto. So, yeah, yeah. it's, you know, crypto grew quietly. Let's, you know, it, it it's like, um, you know, two years ago at its peak. So December, 2018 at its peak, 21, 21,000. And then it just plummets, you know, January, it kind of just falls off the cliff and it, I think it bottoms out around 3,000, right? And um, it, this climb has just been a steady, I mean, I've kind of stayed with it. Uh, I, 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 we've been talking about it a little bit, but it's it's pretty quiet. Like you don't hear two years ago, I, I mainstream press was writing about it. I don't see anybody, like it when it when it peaked again, I haven't seen anybody write about it, to be honest. Mike, I've have you seen, seen- have you seen I'm some? seeing I'm seeing different styles of articles. So yeah. I guess I think it's the space I'm in. I think because I see about a lot on LinkedIn. Obviously, I'm in the you know financial advisory space and um, institutional investors and institutional platforms bringing crypto to financial advisors to be able to allow their clients to now have Bitcoin as part of a blended portfolio is becoming really big and actually like. I don't want to say easy to do, but these institutional people who are offering it are making it easy for advisors to do it. And so I've been seeing those kind of articles, which Jim, you and I talked back when we were going through the mining thing, we're like, we're going to see a shift where we start to talk about the usefulness of this stuff rather than mining and, 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 and all that. And it's still, we're still in the context of it being an investment um, instead of being a good vehicle for moving money around. Uh, I, but I think that's just the next phase. I think we're already, we're, so we're getting the investors in as far as the average investor, um, not having to have a Coinbase account, but they can do it through their financial advisor and just know that that's part of their portfolio and they benefit from a rise in the crypto market. But man, I tell you, I, I mean, I predicted wrong. I, it was cause it's really been the last month that it shot up because, um, I sold back in November. I thought it was going to dip a little bit. And I was like, well, and we had some house expenses we needed to do. And it's like, well, I won't pull that. I won't pull from savings too. I'll just sell some crypto because I think it's going to go down. Well, man, was I wrong because it has more than doubled since the in November when I sold. I was like, well, played that one wrong. So <laughs> I still haven't decided when to jump back in because it's just been on an upward climb. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's um, I always say after the new year, it's going to go down. That's my prediction. Um, so I have like, I I just have like crypto that I just keep. It's just like, it will never move yeah. at all. And then I have like, you know, just, I have some that I just play with that, you know, I, I sell and I, I buy and I sell yeah. and, you know, and then I have, and I have an account where like some of our ads on our site, people pay us with crypto. So like, that's just like, I mean, I've had stuff in there for like years. So it's just like that money has just gone up, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Fun to see. Ryan, do you have any? Uh, just a small little bit. Like I, I, I just always go back to the thought of my head, talking to my boss at work going overnight. Did you Bitcoin went from $25 to $50. And I remember talking to him. I was like, I was almost about to buy one last night and buy some. And, you know, and I was like, Oh, but $50 like, nah, I don't, man. Yeah. Uh, it just yeah. makes me sick. You you gotta buy it at that worst possible when you like when everything in your body yeah. says don't, that's when you have to do it. Like that's the right the time. Point. It's worth point oh oh two cents, I think. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. well, I think PayPal is accepting or you can buy you can now buy Bitcoin through okay. PayPal. I think that was just announced like in the last couple of weeks that they just they just turned that on. So 
Um, yeah, I'm not saying that's fueling it. It's just kind of these all, you know, this, th- these all come together in a, in a really unique time. It's Christmas time. We're smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. We had the Xbox and the, and the PS5. If I get that right, it's PS5, right? Mm-hmm. PS5 launch um, going on. Then we have these, you know, the new build, the new, is there, is, is memory having a similar problem or is that pretty uh, memory and hard drives? Is, so now's the time to buy memory and hard drives, right? Is that right? I would, there were so many good yeah, deals that on Black Friday. Um, there, there was talks so though. Who, what was the factory that had an hour of the Micron factory? Yeah, the Micron factory just a week or two ago had an hour of a power outage, and they were saying how much it's going to affect prices. You know, in in the uh, for an the, hour. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they have things so tight on the the line, right? Yeah. They've perfected it. I say perfected because an hour goes down, and and you're wow. having this many yeah. issues. Wow. But uh, I'm sure there's. there's Things to buy. shut down, right? And then yeah. they got to fire back up. Um, yeah. So, okay, but it, we last time you guys were on, we talked about SSDs and and M dot twos, and so it with with that market not being in in the limelight, there's no shortages there. If I was going to upgrade hardware, would now be the time? Should I be buying more memory space? I think I saw an M dot two two terabyte drive at a pretty reasonable price, right? Yeah, I mean, the prices are really good. Like I said, Black Friday was like a perfect time um, to buy because there were so many M.2 SSDs, um, which is like an incredible... People don't realize, like, oh, it's just like this little thing, but the amount of performance, even from like a traditional SSD, so like a traditional SSD um, maxes out about 550 megabytes a second. And if you move up to like an NVMe M.2 SSD, you're looking at 3,500 megabytes a second um, on max speed. So that amount of upgrade, I would say it's almost like going from a traditional hard drive to an SSD. Now you're going from that 2.5 inch SSD to an M.2. It's like the same type of upgrade. You'll you'll instantly notice the difference. Um, your, you know, Windows is going to load faster if it's your OS drive, if it's your game drive, games are going to load so much faster. It's like, it's the upgrade that I think everybody should do. And Prices are good right now. I think they're good, minus what happened at the Micron factory. I think that uh, prices will continue to go down and the capacities will continue to go up. We've seen um, a couple people offer eight terabyte. I don't think anybody's up to 16. Is there? I don't don't think so. I know the Cybrant was going to have their eight terabyte uh, NVMe drive available. Um, And I think they were, I think they were working on a 16 terabyte um, two and a half inch drive. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for my mother-in-law to, to get her computer this weekend because she's going from a 2010 iMac with a spinner as the OS yeah. to now an NVMe SSD and and uh, a Ryzen. I don't. Yeah, she, she didn't, didn't go five series. He went. She has like not waiting on the computer to turn on and do things, right? Well, I didn't know how bad it had gotten. I went down there. She's like, "Hey, can you do your traditional like you know monthly cleanup whenever you come down here next?" And I was like. Does it normally take three minutes to launch Chrome? And she's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she goes, I usually she goes, I usually do that and I'll go make my tea, and then I'll come back and sometimes it'll be up and ready for me to go. It's like, okay. And uh, she's gonna be extremely excited. I'm like, I don't even know how like that's bad. And then she she fully edits photos on this thing. I'm like, I don't even know how you do that. So yeah. we'll see. It'll be it's, fun. The, um, it's a sweet spot, a two terabyte, one terabyte. If if I was and Bob, you got this cool little adapter. I saw this, I checked yeah. in on the show. 
and you got this cool little adapter. Uh, maybe you can bring that up on the screen here in a second. But um, is if I were going to jump in on this, what's the what, where's the right entry point right now? I would say one terabyte is kind of it is pretty much the sweet spot. Um, the price makes most sense at one terabyte. If you do jump to two terabyte, things get a little bit more expensive. Um, but they're like the, I would say one terabyte. There's a lot of good drives out there. Um, there's actually a ton of good drives. Like there's, they're all pretty much the same type of part per se. A lot of them use the same parts. Uh, just do your research, I would say. Uh, but if you're on an older computer, there's a something like this, uh, which is a little adapter. So a lot of older PCs, uh, which a lot of your viewers might have, don't have the M.2 slot that's required for these super fast drives. But this goes in the same slot as your graphics card. So you have your graphics card in one slot, and then you have this little guy, and you know your motherboard has two or three graphics card slots. This is what this goes in. And if you switch over to my screen, I can show you kind of what's on the... Uh, what it basically is, it's an M.2 slot, or M.2, yeah, M.2 slot that's on a riser, and it gives you the same amount of speed as normally plugging it in. Um, so this is like, I think this, how much was this, Ryan? $14.99? Uh, $17.99. It's like $17.99. Um, and then you buy a an M.2, and then on any system, you can have, you know, any, uh, within the past, I would say, what, 10 years, PCI Express 3.0, Ryan? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, you know, you would have a super fast either OS drive or game drive or whatever it may be. And on top of that, if you do have a, if you do have a new, um, if you do have a new motherboard that has M.2 slots and you have those full, this allows you to add an extra M.2. It's kind of what, what I did on my main PC is I have all M.2 storage and I use a couple of these to give me even more, uh, even more space on there. So I can show you um, how, it, you know, it just goes right in. Like this is a, you know, this is like a graphics card slot and it just goes right in there. Which um, has a yeah, at that price point for that card and for the price point that you were just talking about NVMe, like why not? That's I didn't even think about going all NVMe to even taking out some of my standard SSDs and yeah, one spinner so, I have for games I don't play anymore. Yeah, so I think like a, a Sabrent uh one terabyte NVMe SSD, which is really, really good. Uh, we reviewed it. I think it's called their Rocket Q, I believe it is. I think it's like 120 or one one 120, 130 for a one terabyte. Plus the 17 bucks for this, it's like it's a no-brainer, honestly. Do you have um, it, Ryan? You got it right there. Yeah, so yeah, I was up here. Uh so we had he had the two terabyte version of the Rocket Q here. Yeah. If you um, if you click on that link, Ryan, that's yeah, right there. Should it should bring you to the one terabyte, which is yeah. Which is how much is the one terabyte? Yeah, one oh one oh nine ninety eight. So yeah, one oh nine plus an extra seventeen for this. It's like it makes complete sense. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah. That's one of those price points. You're like, okay, for one hundred and fifteen bucks, I'm yeah, or one hundred twenty bucks, I'm I'm yeah. got well, yeah. you know. to a a system that maybe wouldn't have had that as an option prior to this. Yeah, yeah. No, it it, it as you guys were talking about it. I was like, oh, that man, that could be handy in some spots and yeah it's good because again a lot of people m.2 um ssds only just became pretty popular the past couple of years and a lot of people have older systems um but almost all of those older systems have an extra pci express slot which this goes into so it just makes sense yeah 
I will say the one thing I didn't know when I was first starting to look at those that for anyone who's new to this whole, like, you know, if you're still running just a standard SSD, this is the first time they do have, and, and Andrew brought this up in the chat. It's a good point to bring up. They have M.2 SATA. So you yes. can get a SATA, which is going to be a lot slower. That's essentially, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like the same speed as your standard SSD. Um, yes. Just using the M.2 connector, right? So it's just yeah. the, the new profile, whereas M.2 NVMe is where you're going to see those speeds that Bob was talking about. Yeah, so the difference, if you guys want to know, the difference between those two is that the NVMe or something like this is going across the PCI Express bus, which is, I don't know the actual speed, but it's fast. And then the M.2 SATA or your normal uh, you know, your normal uh, SATA SSD is going across SATA connection, which is limited in its speed or bandwidth. And then we didn't even talk about all the NVMe we've been talking about now in these PCI slots is uh, version 3. There's a version 4 yeah. that's even faster, but right now limited mm -hmm. to the newer AMD systems. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so like the fast, or go ahead. No, go ahead, Bob. Uh, the fastest, like if you have a, so this, so like that, that drive we just showed you on Amazon, that's gen three um, that will work on pretty much uh, with this adapter work on a lot of old, older systems. Um, and a lot of newer systems have a gen three uh, connector. Now, on new AMD systems, X570 and B550 of Gen 4, which I think the new drives that are just coming out max out at around 7,000 megabytes a second, uh, which is very fast. So you're going from 3,500 to 7,000. Um, but the ones that, the initial ones that I've reviewed are around 5,000, but the newer ones um, that I haven't reviewed yet are around, yeah, like 7,000. So I think uh, Andrew makes a good point in the chat. Make sure you're checking those PCIe slots to make sure they are what they say they are. Yeah. And you, so and you know and you know what they are. Yeah. So for this to work, it has to be an X4. Yeah, it has to be an X4. Um, so it won't work in an X1 slot. It has to be an X4. Um, most of the ones, most mainstream motherboards, all of the longer slots, like I showed you in the picture, um, all of those are X16 physical but are typically x4 electrical um so if, if you would actually look at this from above you could see the pins uh that are in the actual slot as long as they're more than like this little end right here uh, you can see uh like the pins kind of go out to right here it's kind of really hard to see in this picture but um that would mean this slot is x4 so it would support it um but most motherboards all of the x16 slots they I've never seen an X16 slot that's X1 ever. Right. Um, well, and, and usually that first slot on a on a modern motherboard is X16. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. So if it's that's open, if you have do have a video card in there, because uh, yeah. a lot of folks put video cards in there, you could probably move your video card down. <laughs> then put yeah, you stuff. typically want your video card in the top slot. Um, but in, again, if you're running like a normal ATX motherboard, you should have at least one more X16 slot, if not two. Um, I was looking so at my X570 to see. I'm like, and I do have an extra 16 slot. I could get another. Yeah. I guess I have an. I have two M.2 slots on this slide. I mean, forgot about that. So I would fill that one up. I could have three though. There yeah, I, I have six. I like it. Screen. You have <laughs> six yeah, in that one computer. That's yeah, fantastic. That's goals. That's what I need. It's pretty. I mean, it's just the. This is, you know, we we got as I was talking about Bitcoin about buying it when you're. It's you know the whole world is telling you not to. That's the time to actually buy. We're in that spot with the hardware where there's so much focus on 
you know, GPU, CPU. Uh, this is the time. I mean, I bought an eight terabyte spinner for 120 bucks. And, you know, you're like, well, okay, that's pretty cheap for, for where they had been. Yeah, a couple of years ago, they're 150. So it's not like they've come down to 99 or 49, but that's still pretty cheap. And so I think space, like if you're, if you're short on space right now, now is probably the time to start looking at, I mean, I can get a refurb four terabyte drive for 40 bucks, Jeez. you know, and you're like, okay, well, we I need, need to replace some, uh, some of my NAS drives because the one's going bad. It's been going bad for a while and I just haven't replaced it. Yeah. How long? Now would be the time, Bob. Now would be the time, yeah. Mike. Well, I was going to say, I think the next jump, because I've, I've been surprised actually that spinners are staying as expensive as they are. But I, I guess I have to remember that because, you know, I assume all data centers, they're not using anything, you know, eight or below, probably less than 10. I don't know what they're using. But so I've been surprised that market of like four to eight terabytes is still as high as it is, um, because I don't think a lot of people are doing home storage. You know, this community is we all are. Obviously, we have a NAS with some drives in it. Um, I think that'll come down more as the SSD capacity expands up, right? Because if I could start replacing, because my whole, just because I haven't wanted to replace my parity drive, you know, I have eight drives in my Unraid box and they're all four terabytes or less because that's what my parity disk is. So I've always just bought four terabytes and they're still pretty expensive. But man, if I could go like pure SSD um, in there, that'd be great. But I don't need to because it's just, you know, it's cold storage essentially. You have to remember too that like that physical hard drive is a big piece of hardware and it has the, the what are the bladders or whatever inside. So True. That, that that drive itself and that drive itself costs far more to produce when like the an NVMe drive is a PCB with like a couple chips on it. There's no moving parts, there's there's nothing like that. So that's another reason why you don't see those drives go down in price because there is a co- a cost associated with producing that's a really good point. You're right. It's probably way more expensive for them to do. Yeah. 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 Uh, Andrew makes a good point. We've had a lot of com- conversation about this SMR drives, you know, at the at the, about the eight terabytes and above, you know, a lot of the cheaper drives are SMR, which, you know, if you're running in a RAID or an array or some of those kinds of things, uh, can cause some issues in there. Just as, it depends on your data use and, and what, what kind of files you're putting in there and such. But, um, now it's, a, I think now is the time to review, uh, data, your data and to say, you know, Bob, like, you know, if you're in a spot with your NAS box and you're like, okay, maybe I need to expand that out a little bit. I think now is the time to kind of think through like, what do I put in there and how much do I need? Cause it's cheap, especially on the refurb or on the used market on eBay. I got some HGST. Is that the right? Am I, did I get those letters? Yeah. In the right order? HGST drives that have been dynamite. Now, my son's cat just pulled the whole PC over and I lost a couple drives as it smashed to the ground. <laughs> that's, that that's the biggest thing with, with old, old drives is there's moving parts. Yeah. And with like an SSD, you can like throw it against the wall and it, yeah. you know, yeah. won't have a, yeah. well, issues. but for the longest time, you know, you couldn't get, you couldn't get that kind of space in, in, you know, in, in solid state. And so now we're getting to that point where we're getting close. I think, Within a year or two, we're going to see two and four terabyte SSDs that, you know, people are going to be like, why? Why even Why even go to a spinner? So um, that'll drive some of those prices down. So, um, Bob, I want to shift a little bit. We kind of let off with this, but I want to shift back to your monitor All that right. you just purchased. And, you know, typically um, I got, you know, at work, they gave me a 34-inch ultra-wide screen, 
you know, um, Dell, it's beautiful. Like, and I get two, I can get kind of two. It's not really like having two screens. It's kind of like having 0.75 screens on each side, but it kind of works, right? It's a beautiful monitor. You, tell us a little bit about what, what do you have in your desk now? And we'll bring up the picture. So, yeah, so I, I didn't buy this. Uh, the company had sent it to me. I kind of proposed to them this idea of me reviewing it. And um, my whole thing was uh, I sit in front of my computer and I'm working. I'm doing work, right? So the whole idea was moving. I, I had a 34-inch ultra-wide as well. And uh, I've always seen these 49s and I always wanted one. Um, and my whole thing was, you know, what's the difference per, like productivity-wise going from a 34 to a 49, because as you said, with a 34, you have two windows. That's how I used it. I would have work on one side and work on the other side. And that's how I would be productive. Right. Um, so with this, this is the, the biotech S U W four nine D a, uh, which is a 49 inch ultra wide, uh, it's 1440 P. Um, so the resolution is 5120 wide by 1440 high. Uh, which is really nice. And it's 144 hertz as well. Um, so when it comes to gaming, you're still getting, you know, 144 hertz, which is really great for fast-paced games and things like that. And actually the monitor, the 34-inch that I was using previously was only 100 hertz. Um, so, yeah, so I I literally set it up about a week ago. Um, and as you can see, I have all my RGB lights and everything like that. But as far as the monitor itself, the way I'm using it now is I have it split the monitor into three sections. So I have a like a screen here, screen here, like a window here, window here, window here. Um, and I'm using an center, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm using an application called Display Fusion to do that, which is actually really cool because I was kind of lost when I got this all this screen real estate. I was like, I don't know how to do this. And I want it to be, again, for productivity, I just want to be able to snap my windows. And with windows snapping, it doesn't work. Like you yeah, would they don't want to have a center concept, do they? It's left no. and right. Yeah, it's left and right only. It's not. It didn't work. Um, so I got this 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 app called Display Fusion, which is like a it's free. It allows you to split your monitor however you see fit, which is pretty cool. So I have it set up like that, um, and I really like it. I it was honestly very weird at first because I'm used to just sitting straight and looking like straight into my monitor, and now I'm I. I look like this, but I have so much more screen real estate, which is nice. Um, and I got an, I got like an RGB kit off of uh, Amazon for the back of the monitor to do this cool look, as you can see. Um, but yeah, I, I really like it so far. I haven't, it's been, like I said, it's been about a week, I would yeah. say since I, I got it all set up. It does take a little bit of getting used to, you know, I, I joke in the command center, you know, I've got two twenty seven inch monitors and then a 24 over here another 27 on this side they're all separate a couple of them are on different pcs using mouse uh, without borders to get across them and then on the end of the desk here is a 34 so i literally wrap i don't know it's not 360 but it's it's more than yeah. 180 <laughs> like you know and i am kind of swiveling around all day i imagine with a 49 inch monitor it's kind of getting used to just all that real estate, right? Where you're putting yeah. things and where to look, right? Yeah. So like my main center uh, screen is like typically what I'm working on. Like if I'm writing an article and then as I'm writing the article, I'll have like my pictures or whatever I'm referencing for the article over here, over here, I'll have like email or something like that. Yeah. It's just getting used to 
kind of where the screens are and what's most comfortable. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the monitor so far. It's 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 nice. It's it's huge though. It's it's like it is really like like wide. It's just yeah. big. Um, so you definitely need a desk that has all that amount of space. I would say. How did you How did you mount it in the back? Is it Does it have two mounts? Is it on a single mount? It, Is it, it heavy? A single, it's on a single stand. It's decently heavy. Um, I was gonna get it. I like. I'm a huge fan of monitor arms because I don't like like. There's a stand right here, and it's just in the way, and I can lift it up with a monitor arm. But I'm I'm moving in April, so I'm just gonna wait till that happens to get a monitor arm. But yeah, it's just on a single like a normal monitor uh, stand that came with it. Uh, retail is 900 and I actually expected like 15 for that size. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Mike, when I, when I say 900 and if you were thinking about getting an ultra, ultra bougie, why as my kids would say bougie widescreen, what, what do you think? 900 bucks. Are, I think I, that's a great price. Well, and cause I mean, I've, I was looking at monitors before and you know, my, my objectives have changed a lot. If I could ever decide and stick with one hobby, that would really help me pick out a monitor because like when I was into Twitch streaming, it's really beneficial to have like your gaming monitor and then a separate monitor. And it, actually, even for me, I have four, right? I had my Spotify up top. I had, you know, um, Streamlabs doing the stream on one. And then I have um, my gaming and then chat on the other ones. Like I was using all four. And, you know, I don't, I don't Twitch stream anymore, so that's not a big idea, but I still game on the PC. So I love having my main monitor and I'll usually watch football while I'm gaming. You know, if there's something on, so I'll, I'll put on something. So Ryan, you touched on it with display fusion, but how does that work when it comes to gaming? Could you still game in the center and have real estate on the sides? How do games handle like full screen versus windowed? I'm curious how that all works. Yeah. So basically this display fusion it so I have it separated into three slices. You could say it acts as if each slice is a separate monitor. Okay. So the game will see whatever that slice is. Now the the slice with the forty nine inch the the slices aren't like a traditional size. Right. So basically, what I do is I just uh, disable the slices so it's the full thing, and then I play with like a fourteen forty p window in the middle, and then I'll have like our stream on the side or something else on the side but what's really nice about this monitor as well for like you you have an xbox is that it does uh you can display two displays on this uh oh it has multiple inputs so it has i think it has three hdmi inputs or maybe two display port two hdmi i forget but you can do multiple inputs so you can have like like you can have the foot you know your football game on one side and then you can be doing your work or you know gaming on the other or you can have um PC gaming on one side and Xbox gaming on the other, right side by side. Or so could you could you even do two eight two um, from your graphics card, just two different wires coming in and have it split that way? So then it really yeah. then the, the monitor is kind of handling that split. Let's say if you didn't want to run Display Fusion for whatever reason, yeah. you could run two two wires, just like I am to my four. Just run two in there and literally have mm -hmm. two split screens. Then yeah, you could do that. Oh. I like that, that that's built in though, because you're right. There are a lot of times with me that I have to. When I turn my Xbox on, I can't use the center one for the computer anymore. Um, but yeah, that's... yeah, that's nice. this actually, I don't have it here, but the monitor monitor actually came with a remote that allows you to switch and do all that stuff very easily. Okay, that's yeah, that's so. cool. Yeah, I like that. It would all be about the gym. I think you talked about too is like the productivity. 
is could I be as productive? Now, this isn't the area where I work um, just because I have to use my work laptop for work and I'm not going to switch around all the cords. So I actually just set up upstairs with one extra monitor on my laptop um, when I'm working from home. So this is more entertainment section for me, which kind of changes the use case a little bit, right? Because I'm not sitting here doing my my Excel sheets and all of my presentations that I would usually do. So um, I think that could work actually pretty darn well for me down here now, now you got me thinking <laughs> and well, the thing is, uh sorry jim you can go good um so biotech it might not be a company that you've heard but um it's like one of these companies that it's like the monitor is like a no frills monitor it doesn't have like a usb hub on it it doesn't yeah. have any but the actual glass that it's made out of because all screens it's like it's samsung glass so it's the same type of glass you'll find in like a samsung uh, monitor, but without all the bells and whistles of, say, the Samsung monitor. That's um, my style. I mean, that. I mean, for me, I mean, all three of these monitors are stuff I got from like a surplus business that was going out. They're, I don't yeah. even know. I think they're 1080p. I do have one nice gaming monitor um, that I paid money for, but you know, that, that would be great for me because all you really care about, you know, is is really the size. Number one, does it look good to the eye? It doesn't need to be amazing, but does it look good? Now, does that have HDR or not? Technically, it does, but it's not. It's HDR 400, which I don't consider real HDR. Got it. Yeah, right. I don't yeah. either. It, okay. It's, it's definitely bright, though. Um, but again, it's HDR 400, so it's not like so. Yeah, I would say like HDR starts at like a th HDR thousand, um, like a thousand is brightness. That's where you get that. Um, but I think for me, like I'm a mix of gaming and productivity, probably more on the productivity side. But this is 144 hertz. Um, that it can push that no problem. You know, my graphics card obviously can push that no problem. So I can game at 1440p, 144 hertz, play like fast paced games like Apex Legends. You know what I mean? And right. it's, yeah. So I think that's it, right? On Amazon as well. Yeah, so that is it. There's the remote and everything that comes with as well. Good, a good looking. Um, and I, I could see with your stand. Like I would not like that stand on my. Yeah, it's, I, I've net like ever since I got a monitor arm like years ago, I just have never wanted a stand ever again. But have you? They're showing it in two screen mode here. Yeah. Um, did you try it? Because that really would be two wide screens as opposed to three. You know, like they're like point eight five. You know. Yeah, I've it, tried a bunch of different modes so far. Um, for me, productivity wise, the three is the best. Um, but yeah, I met like when I first hooked it up, I was like, what am I doing with all this space? <laughs> it does but, take yeah. a little bit of getting used to, right? Yeah. It, it, when you, when you look at that, you're like, wow. And it, I, it's actually wider than it looks on that picture. Yeah. You know, it's, you, it's, I mean, that one might give you, I don't know, maybe a better idea of it, but yeah, it's, it's definitely super wide. I have like, my desk is, I guess the XL version of this desk. So it's a very big desk as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to make sure you have space per se on your desk for it. Andrew said in chat, he's like, I don't have room <laughs> for that. Yeah. Wide. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. I, you got me thinking about it. I probably won't, but it, cause I just have, I already have all these monitors down here, you know, and you're kind of like, eh, <laughs> do I really need to replace everything's working? This is the, this is the hard part about modern technology is stuff just is not breaking fast enough. <laughs> you know, like I have old monitors. They're just fine. They work just great. And you're like, 
can I really justify, you know, I've got hard drives that have been, have lasted me seven, eight, nine years, you know, and you're trying to squeeze out all, every, every kind of, you know, dollar that you paid for them out of them. And so well, the technology is just not breaking. Go ahead, Ryan. It looked like Viotech has like a no dead pixel policy on that monitor as well. Um, mm-hmm. So even if, you know, a lot of times companies would say, oh, we're not going to give you a new monitor until you have more than one pixel bad in a certain area of the screen or something. But with this, you know, you got a pretty good guarantee uh, at having a good screen there. And if not, getting it replaced, uh, which is pretty nice. I've been happy with the Viotech that I've got here. I've got a 27-inch 1440p, 144 hertz from there, and I love it. And you don't have to have a gigantic monitor to use this Display Fusion, right? I mean, it's got some advanced yeah, features. You can have, you can have uh, any size monitor that'll right? work on it. Yeah. You get it to run, split up your 24-inch monitor into different sides. And in, in what's interesting, so with Windows Snap, you know, you just basically snap a snap and you're done. But it looks like they have different kinds of um, Windows management in there to allow you to config, f- configure them and split them and fade them, you know, p- fade them for productivity. So if you have one that you want to keep in focus, you can fade the others. That are on. This app is like incredibly in depth. There's so much you can do with it. I've only got to the part where I've split the screens, but there's a bunch of tutorials that I saw on YouTube that you can check out that allow you to do all that kind of stuff. You can make keyboard shortcuts that like will move different things and, um, say if I have like a gaming profile that has, you know, the 1440p in the middle, like there's, and you can switch between those really easily. There's a lot you can do. Um, a lot of that, that I have like the free version, um, but a lot of that has to do with like, a, I think it's like 30 bucks or something for the paid they version. Pro, but They do have a pro version. Yeah. Um, let's see if we get a price on this here really quick. It's It, it doesn't look very expensive. I'll have to look that up. I can't see. They have a, if, if, again, I think it's just displayfusion.com. If you want to go out and take a look at it, um, they're kind of standard. They have a free, a pro standard, a pro stream, a pro personal, a pro site, and a pro enterprise. So they, <laughs> they, what are they, yeah. they take lessons from Microsoft? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, so they got some stuff to do. I think that's the real, you know, for a lot of folks, it's kind of like, well, I'm probably not going to upgrade my monitor. But it may be worth checking out Display Fusion if you're if you're trying to do monitor management, and uh, there just may be some things there. I Bob, thanks for bringing it. I never heard of them before. I can't believe yeah. I've never heard of them. Well, like I said, my whole thing was I got this, and then I was like, okay, how do I manage all this space? And I wanted to be able, like, like with with my 34 inch, I would just snap the window over to one side or snap the window over the other, and I I'm so used to doing that. I wanted to do that with this but it wouldn't work with just just within windows so i there was like three different apps i went through and the display fusion turned out to be the best one and the one that worked the best for me um and like i said there's a ton of um there's a ton of tutorials on youtube on how to configure it and how to do all that so it's worth checking out good tip i think that's a good tip it's certainly in the circles we run in here i've never heard of it before so i had never heard of any of the apps that i had used or installed but it works. It works great. So, yeah. cool, Ryan. Let's wrap it uh, with uh, you, we. Last time we were on, uh, you spent a bunch of time. We we talked about uh, you know cooling, and uh, you. I used the word earlier, but you got kind of a bougie bilge of cooling out there. Why don't I show your screen and uh, why don't you talk talk us through it a little bit? Sure. So, um, 
like you said, we talked a lot about cooling last time we were on. And I think computers last, I don't know, nine to 12 months, we've done a lot of reviews on these all-in-one coolers. Kind of like, I think Mike has one right now in his system from AlphaCool. Um, you know, we've looked at them from AlphaCool, Corsair, um, NZXT. All these companies make these just all-in-one enclosed cooling loops for your CPU. Then there's, you know, a little step up, which is a full custom loop. And so I've got kind of the video paused here um, on my screen. I'll actually make this full screen here so we can see it a little better. So this is just kind of a side view of my custom loop. Um, we worked with AlphaCool on this. They, they again, you know, make these full um, all-in-one systems as well as every single component that I've used here for the cooling system. So everything from radiators to CPU blocks, video card blocks, all the fittings, all the tubings, the reservoir, the pump to circulate, um, the fluid, the fans, everything related to the cooling of this build was an alpha cool um, component. So we kind of worked with them. I hadn't done a custom loop in a computer in 10 plus years. So uh, getting back into things, um, I was a not a nervous, but a little, I don't know, anxious to start tearing, you know, you think about tearing apart your uh, RTX 2070 Super, right? Pulling the cooling off of it and exposing that PC board and making sure you're not uh, damaging any components when you're doing that. And then just the thought of adding liquid into your um, case and your system that's not already in there from the factory. So um, we kind of go through, I'll, I'll back up a little bit here because that kind of shows the finished product and then we'll show some of the, the glamour shots uh, with it uh, powered on. Um, so yeah, we got a, a big box from AlphaCool. Um, and of course the cat was checking it out, but you know, I'm just sitting here pulling all these components out that came in this box um, that we got from them. And then I kind of go over every component that we used this build. So talk about each one of those components and I give the part numbers, um, you know, down at the bottom of the screen and in the description. So if you were interested in any of them or had questions, just a quick and easy way to figure out what they are. So we just kind of look over all of these. One of the cool things is the GPU block and the video card um, are both uh, enabled with um, ARGB lighting. So you can control that with uh, a controller from AlphaCool or if your motherboard supports the same uh, kind of connector, you can utilize that as well. So. Um, we just kind of go through all those components here, taking a look at, you know, the pump and connections. We've got the reservoir and everything here um, for your fluids. And then going through uh, an ad here, we'll <laughs> out of that while that goes. Yeah. Only is, is beer a viable cooler? Cooling? Liquid? I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, you could probably run it in there for a little while and, and you'd be a beer tap, but then it would get I, warm. That's pretty, you probably wouldn't want that. I think Jay's yeah. two cents actually tested that when he was doing uh post Malone's build. Cause post oh, Malone, okay. he themed with the Bud Light. Um, yeah. and uh, I think they, they said it was easily a no. <laughs> yeah. You might get away with it for a little while, but so here, you know, I've got the video card out of the, the build that it was coming out of. And, you know, we pull the back plate off and you start taking apart the, um, do you show the full process here? Because I, I was actually really interested in that if, as how easy or difficult that was to do. Um, I don't show every screw coming out, but I mean, really, it's just taking apart a bunch of screws, you know, pulling off this uh, these plates here, um, cleaning that, the car. That part scares me, right, Ryan, right there. Like you're pull, you're, that, that GPU is, is wafered together and you just kind of yeah. pull it apart. I'd break it for sure. <laughs> 
uh, you know, just take your time, follow the instructions. They they provide great instructions, all the components that you need to be successful in this, right? They've got so many screws and and uh, fittings, everything like that. And so, it looks so sick when it's done. It's so worth it. It looks amazing. It. it was fun. It's a lot of, a lot of fun for the build. Um, you know, and you've got these components that just kind of uh, screw on. This is a soft tubing build. So um, we use uh, one type of fitting there for the um, uh, the tubing and, and all those Wait, fittings. That's all the thermal paste you're supposed to use? <laughs> that's it? Just a little? Oh. That's it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, we've got the a couple radiators. This one actually has two radiators in the build. I don't know if I, I showed that very well here, but um, whoops, let's swing back just a tiny bit. I don't think um, I've ever your ears that's it's weird to see out there. <laughs> yeah, the, the big hands on. uh so we have a 240 millimeter radiator up front and uh a 360 in the bottom so really the loop kind of goes from this reservoir and the pump is built into the reservoir um and the flow goes out of that into our first radiator along the bottom circulates through and then up into the video card and now the the flow of liquid actually splits between the video card and the CPU. So it's it's a parallel loop at that point. So the flow kind of splits and circles through both of those at the same time, and then back out into the rest of the series loop. So then into the front radiator, into the reservoir, and back around. So um, this just kind of gives you a little different look. I think it's a little cleaner look when you run it in parallel as opposed to just a series all the way around the case. Um, but... No, I think it turned out pretty well. You know, it's always kind of scary uh, pumping fluid into your your build for the first time. But uh, yeah, there we go. Got some shots of the fluid going in, and then uh, pressure test you can do before you put the liquid in. To... It's it's recommended. You know, you want to make sure all those uh, fittings are tight uh, with your fingers, and then you actually run the system with just the cooling components powered on. You don't actually fully power on the system. And um, I had a jumper for the power supply. So you just hook that up to the power supply and it's not connected to your motherboard. None of the other components you can see here. I don't have the video card connected right now um, or the motherboard power, right? So none of those components are actually just the pump. So I cycle the water through and you'll see a lot of times people having shop towels and stuff laid out because they're, they're ready to fill it up and, and put a little bit of pressure into that tubing. Um, thankfully, I had zero leaks uh, in any of this process. So. That, then, uh, that, that I know of, yeah. Right. Uh, I'm gonna skip out of Disney's ad real quick here again. Um, but yeah, I've got a list, a whole list of the, every component you know that we used and affiliate links there if you're interested in uh, taking a look at any of those. Um, but let me kick it on for the first time, and we'll just let this kind of go as we're chatting. So no, it was a really good experience. Um, lots of fun. Love the love how it turned out. Uh, and I'm actually just about to tear it all apart and put it into a new case. Yeah. And we'll do a hard tubing build this time. So um, instead of the soft tubing, we're going to heat up some uh, plastic and do a nice crisp look of hard tubing. This already looks amazing, though. Like I think this is one of the cleanest uh, overall builds, but especially with that cooling. I think that looks great. I mean, because you almost I guess I'd have to wait for another zoomed out shot. You can't tell it's not rigid. I guess towards the bottom, probably those start to flow a little bit, but I think it, it looks great. I'll be interested, though. So on the rigid, that's got to be a whole different, I mean, even animal. A lot more measuring, uh, getting your angles, making sure they're right, because just, you know, especially right. in such a tight spot. I've never done it before, but it it sounds like it would be a, a big challenge. Is that something, though, you can do at home with a, 
like with tools you probably have around the house? Is there special stuff you need? So they actually sent over a full like tube bending kit as well. Okay. Uh, I, I did have to buy a heat gun. Um, so you can just get a heat gun at like Home Depot or Lowe's. Um, but the tube bending kit comes with like all of the inserts for your tubing. So you can make those nice smooth bends without kinks. Um, it has a tool to get exact bend um, angles. So 45 degrees, I think 180s on there, 90s. So you could get like um, perfect looking bends. Cleaning your um, the ends of your tubing is really important. You want to make, make sure it's uh, nice and smooth. So you're not... Uh, having any leaks there. Um, but yeah, it's a whole different beast um, with the hard tubing. It'll be my first hard tubing build. So I'm, again, a little more anxious for that. Um, but it's going to go into a Inwin 925 that Bob just reviewed um, actually pretty recently, within the last month or so. Yeah, um, Got that review up over on the website as well as a, a video for it. Um, but we're going to put in two 360 millimeter radiators in this case. So we'll get a little better cooling um yeah that's what i was gonna ask was two rads necessary for this build um right I mean, would, would you probably have seen pretty high thermal i mean i guess when you are running yeah. it through the gpu and cpu i guess that's a whole different animal and you know a 2070 super is a, a really nice card too probably runs pretty hot when you're fully when you're playing apex pretty pretty cool um even under load now um is, is oh pretty- now for sure but i mean like you know you probably need a really a decent cooling system like this obviously so one rad probably to cool both of those wouldn't have been enough no that would not have been a, a wise choice for me and the 905 in general doesn't have the best cooling properties there's multiple reasons for that uh it looks like it's a really nice looking case and i'm, I'm pretty happy with it still but uh, uh the 925 i'm super excited to build in so It'll be That'd be cool. Ryan, uh, what do you use for coolant? So this is Alpha Cool's, um, I forget their funny name for the coolant. Um, it's not just, you know, standard distilled water. It does have some um, additional um, additives there for anti-corrosion and things like that. I think in the next build, I'm probably going to go with a coolant from Primo Chill. Um, I haven't decided what color or look I'm going to go with. They have one that, you know, kind of has the swirly look to it. I go back and forth on that. I don't want the maintenance that that requires. Um, the teardown and cleaning uh, is a lot more um, cumbersome and a lot more often in order to keep the loop performing well. So, Do they have one with glitter? Uh, I mean, it is. It's kind of like a glittery look. It really is. Yikes. It's, it's really cool. um, Yikes. It goes with the Disney ad that was on. There yeah, yeah, there you go. But no, it was it was a fun build. You know, I'm excited to put together a video on the on the next that's, one. That's pretty cool, Bob. Uh, what do you give the video? This is kind of Ryan's debut, right? Of yeah, uh, that was video. actually so. Ryan recently got into video editing. Um, use what's the piece of software that you use to do that, Ryan? Uh, I use uh, now. You got you're asking me uh, Express DaVinci. So, oh, uh, okay. Uh, nice to use for me software um i think you can get it free i think i paid for a little bit of an upgrade with some extra no effects and plugins for like ten dollars so yeah yeah, so ryan passing score i think i made a post it on the site so that's got to count for something yeah no ryan ryan got into video editing and i was actually no i was really impressed with how everything came out um you know because we i got all these parts sent to him and i was just like anxiously waiting and you know 
then it just the the final product came out and i was i was really impressed it yeah. came out really good so yeah, i did a nice job good good work on the ryan uh, you were cutting out there just a little bit what what piece of software was it uh hit film express hit film express okay I saw Andrew asking if the radiator is chilling water before it hits the graphics card and, and CPU. Yes. So um, it goes through that one radiator before it hits the uh, GPU and CPU and then out to the other um, radiator up front. Wait, so. Is this supposed to cool things? I thought it was just supposed to look cool. <laughs> does that too. Yeah. Dude, dude, that was the dumbest dad joke I've ever said. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's what it is. Well, I think um, good work. Ryan, we'll remind everyone, head over. We we talked about a lot. In just head over to thinkcomputers.org and just peruse through, uh, sign, join up for, or join the mailing list so you're getting up to date on all the things that they're putting out. Um, it's Bob's job. So they're doing a great job. Not like me, because I'm like a slacker. Mike and I, we just kind of fake this thing. These guys actually do something over there. So you want to head over. I mean, if you want serious reviews and those kinds of things, Head over thinkcomputers.org and uh, and and just uh, and peruse there, and then make sure you're making the podcast. You can't make it live Wednesday nights. So you can download it on any podcast app and uh, and stay connected. I feel like we we uh, we we cover a lot, and I shouldn't say cover a lot of the same things because I think it's pretty different. But I think our communities are very similar. Yeah. So, um, kind of those enthusiasts. So, Bob Ryan, thanks for coming on tonight. Appreciate uh, you guys. Uh, have a great Christmas. Uh, it, it's Day tough well. to, like as tech guys like we've already bought all the stuff we want right <laughs> right i mean look at behind you there bob like you don't yeah. need anything more right i mean how what what do you what do you get what kind of things do you guys get for christmas what that uh, aren't that you don't already have i don't know like my my girlfriend was asking me she's like what do you want for christmas and i was like i have no clue because i have everything that i actually want i have um <laughs> You know, just like a nice dinner somewhere, you know, whenever you can go out to eat again in, in the state of Pennsylvania, um, you know, uh, yeah, I'm just like, I like, even now I was just thinking about something that I would want. I don't yeah. even know. No, I understand. I understand. Ryan, like, work? like, you know, yeah, some quiet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where I don't have to write reviews. Ryan, what about you? What are you, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping Santa brings? Got anything on the list? Kind of the same way. I got this case, so I'm I'm happy with it. You know, I'd I'd take some snow, um, but really, okay. I think just some time off of work to yeah. you know, spend some time on the build and you know improve video editing skills with some of that time off. It's about nice. all I need. Uyghur, what about you? What are you hoping Santa brings? Well, see, this is a little confusing because Hannah gave me the theme of the gifts this year. She said ham radio, but I said. I don't like, do you know what I would need in ham radio? Like, she's, she hasn't asked me and I don't know. So it's probably something really creative and cool knowing her. Um, I, so I don't know. That's what she said. It was something ham radio related. So, so we will see, but, uh, same as you guys, I, I have bought a lot of ham radio gear this year and I'm kind of, you know, I already have most of the stuff I need. So we'll see. I'm excited to, to see what it is. Yeah. Well, it will come and go, uh, for all our listeners. We're going to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Fill in the, the, uh, the holiday of your choice in there. We hope it's a good time as we head into 2021. It'll be interesting to see 2020 has been such a dumpster fire of a year. It'll just be, and I'm not expecting the flip, the switch to flip on January one, but. I sure hope it does in a lot of ways. What a crazy year uh, it has been. And 
And yet, um, it's been a great year in a lot of ways. There's been a lot of things. There's been a lot of good things. But I mean, there's been a lot of bad things that have happened, no, no doubt. But there's been sprinkled in there some some opportunities and some good things. And I'd ask you, as you guys listen to this, you know, what's what's been good in in your world? What has gone right for you? What has been, you know, I think for us, and I won't ask you guys this. This isn't Thanksgiving dinner, so I'm not going to ask you to say this. But I think for us, we've spent just more family time together. And that's just been, it's been kind of sweet. We'd kind of gotten out of that habit. You know, dinner had become kind of a, jam, you know, whatever's available, jam it down your throat as fast as you can and move on to the next thing. And we're actually cooking together and we're eating together and drinking wine together and just having a good, we're kind of having a good time. So I, I don't take any regrets away from from this time. And I think we take some good things away from it. Hopefully you have too. Uh, and, uh, and I always just say, thanks for listening to us. This will be the last home gadget geeks of the year. We'll be back in January, uh, with some more episodes. I think you guys are going to continue through the holiday, uh, the holiday schedule. So folks can head over thinkcomputers.org and, uh, and catch the podcast while we're gone. A couple of reminders on our way out. One, if you want to join the discord group and it's super active, you guys have a discord group as well, right? It's pretty active, I think. Yeah. So um, join ours, theaverageguy.tv slash discord. If you go to thinkcomputers.org, you can, um, you can, I'm sure there's a link over there somewhere, right? That they can. Yeah, there is. I think it's, I think I have thinkcomputers.org slash discord set up, but I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think it set up a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure that's set up to do that. So. Give that a try first. And then if you can't head over to the site and grab it. Uh, Mike and I would love to hear your holiday message, by the way. So if you want to Drop us a 30-second holiday message. You can do that. Uh, head over to HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little microphone. Just click it. A 30-second holiday message. We'll play that when we come back in January. We'd love to hear from you. So get over there and get that done. And uh, we'll play those in the early January shows. You can contact me. Send me an email, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can find me on Twitter, at Jay Collison. Mike is at Uyghur Tech. And, um, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to pimp tonight. <laughs> We want to say thanks for coming out. And if you're listening live, thanks for staying around. We're going to do just a tiny bit of post-show just because that's what we do. Thanks for coming out tonight. With that, we'll say goodbye. Everybody.